You're listening to the podcast The Autistiska Rummet made by Outspace. My name is Serena Hasseblad and this is our fifth episode, which will be in English. In this pod, we strive to create an autistic space where we can reflect ourselves in each other and build knowledge about who we are. Here, the autistic thinking is the norm. In this episode, we'll talk to Hayo Seng about his workshops called Autistic Skills and his research on autism. Hayo lives and works in Hamburg, and he is a technical project manager at the National Library. In 2019, he received his PhD. In this podcast, you will, besides Hayo, also hear Hanna Bettisotter Rosqvist and me, Serena. Hanna is an associate professor in sociology and senior lecturer in social work at Södertörn University. I, Serena, have a PhD in technology, but now runs projects in the field of autism. Hayo, Hanna and I are autists. We define ourselves as autists and see it as an important part of our identity. In the pod, we mention the work of Peter Vermeulen from Belgium. And his idea that what characterizes autistic people is that we are context blind. We also mention Lauren Motron from Canada and his research group that includes autistic uh, researchers. Hi, I met you about 10 years ago and we've been discussing autism from that day on uh, and we met many times. You have... Uh, also had workshops here in Sweden with groups of autistic people, uh, which was very much appreciated. Now you finished your doctor thesis in autism. Um, what is the name of it? Autistisches Erleben, eine Collage. What means in English, it means um, autistic experience, a collage. It's, it says something about the approach I have, just uh, making some, some kind of collage in order to... to Yeah, find out something about autism from a point of view of autistic experience. What is the background of your research? The the background of this research is giving um, um, workshops for autistic people. They are called um, autistic skills workshops. I'm doing it for more than 10 years now, and I've have had hundreds of autistic people. I think more than thousand autistic people. I so I got a, a certain picture of autism out of these workshops, out of my experiences with all these autistic people who are working together um, on the topic of um, autistic skills, which which means they are in fact working on their own experiences with their autistic thinking, with their autistic perceiving, and the way they are um, well within the world as autistic people. It's a, a, a mapping of uh, the autistic um, individual that, that you do. Uh, do you find that it is uh, done anywhere else or that there are other people who are into this thinking th that you talked about now? I think yes. I think it's um, in in fact my, my idea of uh, or the underlying idea I got from, from Temple Grandin. So, um, but um, besides of this, um, I know only. I think that it's it's. I think it's it's hard to to get this um, really good scientific approach. So so it's um, you have to do with aspects which are not easy to to 
um, get um, when you do sciences. In, in fact, it's it's uh, it's about the experiences of autistic people. You can't just watch them. You can't um, just uh, make up some scales and say it's scale this one or more or whatever. So so you have to rely on what people are talking about um, their own experiences, and you you have to have some kind of setting or some kind of environment where where you can. In, in a very open-minded way, you can talk about that because it's 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 uh, the people they they have to talk about themselves. So so if you have some kind of scary or some kind of strange atmosphere, some kind of you're in some kind of hospital and doing some research things or something like this, it's it's not a good environment to open up yourself and to be very honest on um, telling what you're. The way uh, about the way you're thinking about the way you're perceiving but within these workshops with other autistic people um, you have another um, environment of communication and that's why autistic people can open up and talk about uh, their experiences there and they they on the other hand they feel they they really feel that they are taken seriously so that they 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 are not um, other people just um, thinking they are they are telling rubbish or something like that so so that's uh, i think that's uh, one reason why um, these ideas aren't um, grasped so far can i can i ask something because i think it's interesting with this uh, first is the kind of thing that if an autistic as a self-identified or and self-aware autistic researcher is doing autism research it's make something it's it's both how you do research, that you do it in a kind of self-identified, self-reflective autistic position. Like you can be an autistic person doing anti-research about autism because you're not self-aware enough. So you need, as an autistic researcher, you need to be really aware of your autism in order to use that in your own research to do really, I think you've been talking elsewhere about the autistic phenomenal phenomenology yes. <laughs> that you use it both in your own life yes. there's also a method you have been using in your own life and you can use it also use it now as a researcher so you need to have that your own autistic self and be aware of that in order to do this kind of autistic research as you do yes yes i'm i'm sure it, you you have to have this um you have to reflect your own autism in a, in, a, in a certain way and for me it's um, uh, one aspect of my um, own or within my own bi biography is that I'm um, especially um, um, very hard to cope with my autism for for quite a long time so so I was very far in my 30s from from age where I was became able to to do something like my own job or something like like so so i just um for a long time i just um went to from one niche to another and felt myself hardly being able to survive didn't know how i should relate to that or how should i understand that and uh all those social issues coming as well and and so on and uh, so within the 1990s i really hard did a hard work on that i did some kind of psychotherapy and so so for example my therapist told me that in order to cope with my autism i have to become an autism special specialist so so i took this in some way seriously and, and now it's for me it's i'm i'm profiting 
a lot of it. So, so, so I think that a lot of autistic autistic issues they um, can, which can be um, very troublesome when you don't um, deal with them in a in a proper way or in a, a yeah in a proper way, and they can be very can be a gift or can be a lot of opportunities if you. Um, learn how to deal with it in an appropriate way. So, so that's what I, my motivation for doing this um, um, workshops, autistic skills, just to to give this idea other autistic people. And um, my experience is that they they are very open to to grasp this idea, and so so they get this idea, and maybe they just have to see, okay, there there are autistic people who just change their life or change their way of living. Um, um, by dealing in in another way with their autism. I'm 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 um, thinking of what you said that uh, what your therapist said that it was very important to understand and be an expert in autism and how you learn how to sort of see from the outside but be but then being able to do it together with other autistic people in order to make sense so that you can uh, yes. mm-hmm. understand yourself both from the inside and from the outside in in in, hmm. in a more accurate way instead of it being yes. uh, distorted by by ideas about autism or ideas about you that is not actually correct um, yes so that, that that is a very important uh, part in this it's very important in fact yes we in, we started these kind of workshops within a project in in order to to increase the chance of autistic people to get a proper job or a proper living and um our experience was um that uh, when autistic people when they came to us they 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 often they said something like yeah, I'm not able to do a proper conversation, or I'm not able to to read other people's minds, and um, and so on. And, and, and so we understood that um, um, this is not the way to 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 come to a proper living as an autistic person. So so that's why we started um, these kind of workshops just to have have another focus. That's why they are called autistic skills, just to change the focus. So so not from in a pos- po- make it a positive uh, focus instead of uh, a negative one yes 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 so make a fo- focus a focus on the, your abilities on your potentials and not of everything you can't do in a proper way because i think that is one things which when when you discuss about disability versus skills some people say well we shouldn't focus too much on skills because that means that we may not be able to get support to kind of to support with our disabilities but in the same time as you say it's like all the talks about disability is like you never talks about what you really may develop because you have also certain skills which are not only hidden but developable and if you don't talk about for instance my thing is about uh, different kinds of perceptions like sense smells and touch and and uh, taste and if i if i didn't got encouraged to develop those strengths of mine maybe they would be not perhaps not hidden but underdeveloped so i think it's also about autistic development how do we kind of as autistic people is is kind of supported in our own development yes 
I'd say that's very important that um, autistic thinking and autistic skills, of course, they, they have to be developed. Yes, and um, I think it's um, with disability. I think it's um, it's it's both. But the question is what you put into foreground and what you put into background. And the problem is that uh, we're often discarded or just thrown away because. You, you you come into a group of you're handicapped so you you are a problem mm. you have a problem <laughs> and yes, that's yes. Uh, and that's all there is or, or maybe maybe you are have some advantages or maybe you can do something but it's st still you you're so much uh, sorted into to to be in this group of uh, handicapped and also yes. that we are still in constant kind of situations where we are not like in school. You are in a school setting which is not adapted to autistic people. <clears throat> so you are in kind of settings when you are not kind of it's not supported in your own learning. So mm. you kind of have to develop or learn by yourself because the mainstream situations is not adapted to your way of learning. Yes. And what does that mean yeah. for people to become adults when you're constantly in those kinds of wrong learning settings? Mm. That's a big problem, I think, yes. So I think when you're in a kind of group of autistic people, like in your workshops or in our kind of autistic space, it's like the, the, the place where you can learn. <laughs> yes, yes. Really, ex ex it's, it's a really important aspect that you need those kind of spaces. And um, it's um, for autistic people, they, it's, um, they're far, uh, far, far too less um, those spaces for them to do such kind of learning, yes. yes. I was just uh, thinking of one, one more thing. Uh, I listened to uh, Vermeulen, Belgian, uh, was on his workshop on, on the net. In, on, his course oh, and he uh, was i talked i talked to him once with my about my thesis, you did? about my thesis yes yes, yes. I, I met him on a conference some yes. years ago yeah so he uh, he uh, stresses mm. that we are context blind autistic uh, that is the way of understanding autistic people that we are context mm. blind mm. and he talked about the per, uh, the mind that sees directly the autistic people and then uh, this with a predicted mind but with a predicted yes, mind mm. you do also see the context as so you are not blind in that way so we could we, we could uh, talk from the other way and, and and see it from the other way that if you also always have this context uh, the context could be a, a model of the is this a model of the world yes because on what can context we are talking about <clears throat> if we are kind of aware of that uh, as I, we have been talking about previously on in, in this pod it's like mm, the different kinds of context and what does it mean to be context blind it might be okay you are not into that kind of social game things that anti people are <clears throat> and that doesn't mean that you're context blind but you are not really into that kind of social gaming but you may be very well aware of other things which the anti people doesn't notice at all about what's actually happening in the context as well. Both perceptions and feelings and everything, which is also part of the context. So it's also about what does we what, what is included in mm. that context. Yes. 
when they're talking about us as context blind. Mm. Because Marianne has a very narrow def definition of context. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's it, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, that tells a lot about the researchers, I think. Yes. <laughs> that tells that they, that they are really um, foc very focused on this um, social context and this uh, context of social meanings, uh, especially. And uh, um, everything else is some kind of, um, you know, it's... You don't need it. You can have it, but you don't need it. What's important is this social context. And um, my, my way of perceiving the world is completely different to that. And yes. they are talking about their own context, their yes, social yes, of course, yeah. context. So mm. if come into our group with autistic people and see what social, what context we have, they will miss it. Mm. Yes. So that's the important lessons for anti-researchers is that they do have an anti-context and they need to be aware of that because they can't can research autism or autistic people if they don't they are not aware of that they are in an anti-context and they try to look at autism from their kind of anti-ideas or anti-perspective <clears throat> that way so a radical when an autistic aware person who is also autistic, and so not only have autism, but also is autistic aware, to use that and look upon autism is really powerful. Can, mm. can you say that again? I think the, the, the thing with, with your, your kind of position, Hayu, is that, as I was into before, it's like not only you are an autistic person, but you're an autistic aware autistic person, so you know your autism. Mm. And from that perspective, from that knowledge, you are researching autism. Mm. So I think it's not yeah. enough to be a, an autistic person and have autism mm, to do autistic aware autism research. Mm -hmm. mm. So you can also be an anti-person who is quite okay, who is kind of anti-aware and doing autism research. Mm. Mm. But you, if you're an anti-person who's blind to your autism or your anti-water, mm. mm. you, you have to again start with your own position yes and think what does that do what mm. is it doing with the with the research yes yes that's right and i think that's what 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 a mixed research group like that of law motor can just do that the non-autistic participants within this group group they become some kind of anti-aware while um, communicating and dealing with other autistic people on the same level that's a, I think that's an important aspect of this. That's extremely important aspect. That that actually could change the whole, the whole the whole idea of what what autism is. Yes. Yeah. One funny or one interesting aspect of my experiences with this workshop is that um, you have a really different kind of conversation within um, the, uh, an artistic environment compared to other conversation environments. And I often I had participants within these um, groups um, who said, um, I never function within a group. I never get along with other people within a group. And, um, and they were really surprised that within this autistic group, everything functions very well. And um, they often make this kind of experience that um, this autistic group functions completely different to other um, con conversations um, or conversation experience they had, even 
juveniles, for example, or young younger autistic people realize that. And um, I found out that they only need a very little time, maybe one minute, two or three minutes at the beginning to realize that. And then they know, and it's very clear, um, this group is functioning completely different to everything I ever experienced within my life so so and i for me it's very interesting to see that there's only it takes only so little time so so it it's really um some yeah some kind of immediate, immediate recognition of, of each other immediate some kind of immediate recognition yes of this um conversation situation yes and you've been listening to the podcast the autistic room in this episode you heard Hajo Seng, Hanna Bertisdotter Rosqvist and me, Sirena Hasseblad. Dennis Hansson was responsible for the editing. The podcast has its background in our book Autism Innefrån, Speglingar av ett autistiskt vi. In English, Autism from Within, Reflections of an Autistic Us. So far only available in Swedish. More information on our website outspace.se The music in the podcast is an interpretation of a folk song from the Faroe Island about uh, the seal people, a special arrangement by Åsa Lindström. Åsa also sings with Eva Robbins and Carolyn Corbin. Yeah.